Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I am your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live after show. But first, I have to get into Vanderpump rules really quick because there was a couple shocking things that happened. And for people who hate spoilers, don't worry. I don't focus on the big shit. I like to rip apart the little details, okay? Hence me focusing on Jeff Lewis Live. We have the OCD trait going on, all right? Okay, so in Vanderpump rules, two shocking things happened. First, Tom Schwartz rubbed lemons all over himself. They were out at a party and he thought his shirt smelled. He thought he smelled because he sweat through a new shirt. The whole thing was bizarre. And so he rubbed lemons, lemon carcass, carcass. Dorate Caucus. Sorry. Um, but we do have a real housewives of Beverly Hills on Jeff Lewis today, okay? But first, we need to talk about Tom Schwartz rubbing lemon carcass all over his own carcass, okay? That was wild. I've never seen such a thing. They were at Sir, right? There must be it's sexy unique restaurant. There must be cologne and perfume in the bathrooms for the guests. Like, what? I would no, I'm so confused by everything. And what do you mean when you wear a new shirt and you sweat through it, it smells? Am I not buying the right shirts? Or actually, maybe I am buying the right shirts. What kind of fucking shirts is he buying? He's buying the wrong ones. Like, I'm, I've am i never been more confused. I've never... I, no, there's no explanation needed. I'm done. Okay, but actually... Thinking back now, one of my professors in college, he was this old like Italian mobster, literally one of those big Italian mob movies from New York. He was a detective and it's based off of him, but I forget everything. Like you could be the biggest celebrity and I'm like, what? I forgot. Okay, so um, this professor, he used to say that they all had mistresses on the side. And so when they would go home at night, they didn't want to smell like perfume from the mistress. So they would stop at the gas station in New York, like these old Italian guys, and they would rub gasoline, gasoline on them as fucking cologne. What? That's crazy. That's I don't I don't know if it's crazy or genius. No, it's crazy. There's so many other things you could have used as cologne. Why don't you go into the gas station and buy some Febreze and spray it out? Like what? Or whatever the 1950s version of that, because that's when the shit occurred. Occurred. Um, also, I went to a wedding on Long Island, speaking of New York, and it was at this mansion, and there was a huge flower display when you first walked in, and I went with the bride's hooligan friends outside and we smoked a few giant blunts. And so when we walked back in, we smelled like a dispensary. Like we created a dispensary inside of her wedding. So she was obviously not that thrilled. So we ran to the flower display and started rubbing flowers all over. (laughs) All right. Well, if you say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. (laughs) But (laughs) at the time it felt right. It felt 
like the only option. But we were high as fuck in our defense. I don't know what Tom's, Tom Schwartz is just always, he seems like his brain is perpetually a teenage stoner. Like even if he's not smoking or he's sober, like he will always just be a teenage stoner. Like that is his vibe. So moving on from that to an even more fucking, you guys, this was a earth shattering moment on reality TV in general. Like just, this was wild. I'm going to go as far to say as one of the most shocking scenes to ever occur on Bravo. Let me break down for you what happened. Again, I'm not spoiling anything. Relax. Okay. Stick along for this ride because Raquel talking about, oh, this is like the week of butt stuff. I can't, we can't help it. Okay. Raquel is walking over to Katie to talk to her. That blew up. Oh, sorry. I won't spoil. Okay. So, um, I just said I wouldn't, I know. Okay. All right. So Raquel walks over to Katie's group of friends and she's like, Hey, and some kid goes, we're talking about eating ass over here. What? What the fuck? You guys, he, he knew he was mic'd up. He was bold. He knew the cameras were on him. He looked those cameras dead in the fucking eye and said that he winked at the producer after he said that. Like, what the fuck? I know. I can't see MJ and Jeff. I can't believe I keep on bringing this up. I swear I'll let it go. Um, but MJ and Jeff about La La and talking about sex and whatever. Again, Vanderpump rules. A sexy, unique. Ro- we talk about eating ass in a quick little snippet. That's not even, it doesn't even get mentioned on any other show. But on Splash of Sass, we notice eating ass. Okay. All right. That's our new mantra. So um, Raquel's response to the eating ass comment, by the way, by the way, oh, fun. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. All right. Raquel's down for a good. No wonder we know why Scandaval happened. So then the kid goes, nice to meet you. I'm Daniel and shakes her hand. So it's uh, super. I know I just dragged it out forever, but hey, we're talking about eating ass over here. Oh, fun. Nice to meet you. I'm Daniel. That's I was just like, what the fuck just happened? What just happened? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not okay with any of it, but I am okay with what happened on Jeff Lewis Live today. We had an icon, two icons in the building. Three, uh, no, no, we're going to leave just the girlies. Okay, so on the May 11th episode of Jeff Lewis Live, we have Denise Richards, we have Megan Weaver, and we have Shaney Shane Douglas. So Jeff gets a bourbon advertiser, but uh, but he's not allowed to promote overconsumption of alcohol. Um, that's of course an issue as they all instantly point out because chumps do not drink responsibly. Where is the fucking fun in that? Chumps are fun. Okay. Some are supposed to be fun. Over drinking is supposed to be fun. Okay. But it's also, um, not so much about the chumps not being able to drink responsibly. It's more Jeff cannot talk responsibly. (laughs) As he proved in the last few seconds of the show, saying that he was shit-faced on bourbon. Like, the whole time, he's like, of course I'm going to fuck this up. Of course I am. And then literally waits until there's 10 seconds left. uh, Jameson, you should have pulled a Jeff studio mate and cut the fucking mic. She was on to something. She was on to something. She was trying to save you, Jeff. She was trying to save you. That is why you guys are in a feud. That is why. Oh, my. I just figured it out. Because she knew that you were about to fuck up another advertisement 
as you were ending your show. So she was like, yo, cut the mic 10 seconds early so that he doesn't fuck this up. And then she saved you. And then you were mad about it. You had an attitude when she granted you a favor by cutting your mic. You should have been saying thank you. Okay. We figured it out on Splash's sass. We are just a one-stop shop here. Okay. So um, yeah, no, Jeff totally did exactly what he wasn't supposed to do in the last five seconds of the show. So again, I don't think it's the chumps that are the problem. It's the leader of the chumps, the HCIC, head chump in charge, Jeff Barry. Okay, so Jeff <laughs> Jeff asks where Sasha, Sasha, Sasha <laughs> the intern went. I just love to leave things in like that because I just, I find it hilarious when I stumble over my words, which is clearly all the time. But thank God that Megan was there in the studio to say what all of us listeners were thinking, which is Jeff, holy fucking shit. Jameson has explained this a million times. What don't you get? They need to keep on rotating interns until they can find one who is willing to work with you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, No, but really you think that you need to be able to work with them, but it's totally like an internal competition at Sirius XM for all the interns. Like who has the toughest skin? We're going to do an eight week round competition and Jameson's hosting it. It's all behind the scenes, people behind the scenes. They should do that. Oh my God. No, wait, seriously. You guys hire me. What are you talking about? Listen to my brain right now. Okay. This is what I just fucking came up with on the spot. What they should do is a show like after lately, but be sure to give Heather credit, give Heather McDonald and the Chelsea lately team credit. They love that. And so, and they deserve it. It's deserved. Queen Heather, I love you. Okay, so, and Queen Megan, I love you too. Okay, so, this can be an app show or like an app, extra video clips, whatever. And it's just like an, a satire about Jeff's interns, work, Jameson running the interns for Jeff and like trying to find one who fits for him. Like who wants to be a Jeff internionaire, you know? Something like that. Okay, we can workshop the name. I just came up with that on the spot, people. All right, give me a break. Give me a break. So I love that idea. But okay, you guys, Sam, the intern today, what? I'm going to need him to stick around, I think. I love the straight male energy I'm getting. For I I did not know I needed that until I heard his voice. And then it was so brief and a little draw. I was just like, what just happened? Sam, come back and speak for yourself, please. And then he got his mic cut just like Jeff did. Okay. So Jeff got a DM from a guy saying that he wants a pick up. He'll buy Megan's minivan. If he gets a pick up her, Barbar- I don't even want to say it because it's so m- fucked up. Her bad barbarian, the, barbarian boobs that Jeff pretends she has because her boobs are perfect. And Megan even said, she's like, my boobs are fine. No, Megan, they are more than fine. They are literally perfect. Everybody is fucking perfect. Everybody, everybody is not fucking perfect. But if you put a space in between those words, every body is okay. As long as it's healthy. So Jeff, stop fucking get the, can we talk about his saggy balls or some shit? Like where, where is the payback? Like I know again, Megan's proving even further that she just doesn't like talking shit about people. Okay. Scott, are you listening? I know you are. We'll get to that later. Um, but okay. You guys, I'm so frustrated with the boob conversation. Do you know how many girls out there have had 
had had surgery or it's not even that they have big giant voluptuous boobs it's just that they are voluptuous themselves you know like if they suddenly went on ozempic then suddenly they wouldn't have boobs either like everyone it's just crazy to me when i learn how many people have had boob jobs and all this and it's like why do girls have to change themselves so much when again boys do nothing what surgery do boys do we can't even get a fucking penis enlargement signed off by the fda okay like what is happening out there i I need them to step up the male surgery game. If you're going to still make girls shove silicone and all the, no girls don't do it. Just none of us do it. Okay. That's actually the right. <laughs> I'm like, we're all getting surgery. <laughs> okay. None of us are getting surgery. That is the right plan. Okay. And Denise, I love how supportive she is. And Megan, we love you all. Um, so Todd and Megan are asking for 10 grand for the minivan because Todd Lewis, Jeff's brother, is helping Megan sell her minivan. Can we just note that this is the same price as Jen Green's Audi? 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 <laughs> Otis? Um, Audi. Audi. Okay, would you rather have a minivan or an Audi? Like, what the fuck, kids? Like, squeeze in and get ready for a cramped ride because we're not getting that minivan. But again, buy Megan's because we love her. So then we get onto Jameson's neighbor. His dad told, I think it was his dad. Sometimes I kind of blank out when they're talking. Um, Love you guys, though. Okay, so his dad told him to write a letter to his neighbor pretending, because she's so loud and obnoxious and blah, blah, blah. Pretending to be, as if you guys don't know, we talk about this all on every single show on their show on my show okay pretending to be the person that lives below her and being like ah i can hear you above me blah 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 so that they don't suspect jameson jameson here's what you do okay here's what you do i have the pro again i'm here with the solutions you write the letter from a baby okay you write, like, from the point of view of a baby, okay? The point of view of a baby that lives in your apartment complex. Obviously, this girl will know a baby didn't fucking write it, but maybe in her brain, it will, like, make something click that, like, oh, yeah, there's real people that live here, and I'm making this baby upset. And they just don't know that the baby is a 40-year-old ginger, but who is talking about that? Okay, so... Um, but say like, dear lady, I'm a baby that lives a few doors down and I like to cry at night because when I hear you sing, it's just goddamn awful or like something, you know, we can again workshop that as well. But I also do love how Denise Richards is so worried for Jameson. It's so cute and it's so fucking valid because in how they bring up how she also might have friends that are more intense than her. So again, Let's blame it on a baby. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. SOS. That's my solution. All right. So moving on to the dog trainer that gave Toby a cheese stick. Now, the second he, Jeff said that I was like, oh, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And it, it was, it was, but Jeff was surprised that Toby shit all over the place. Like, what do you mean? Would you, we would all shit all, all over the place if we ate a cheese stick. Like, dogs aren't meant to eat blocks of cheese. I know it's a string. It's not a string. It's not, if he had one little strand of a string, then that's fine. But when you have the whole string of the cheese, not fine. And uh, like, for shit like that, literal shit like that, I'm, it's not again, like you deserve it, but I'm like, you should know. Like, if that was me, I'm bougie as fuck with my cat. 
Democrats and Jeff and I are on opposite ends of the financial spectrum, okay? So, like, if I were him, I would have organic shit only, like, homemade dog treats. Like, what if the second I saw a cheese stick, I'd be like, we do not do processed food in this house, okay? Jeff, I will come run a tight fucking ship over there. I got you. Also, Jeff thinks that Toby is lactose intolerant, just like Jameson. And disclaimer, I know this might come as a shock, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but we are all lactose intolerant, okay? After you turn two years old and you don't need to drink your mother's breast milk anymore from a biological standpoint, I get the formula shit. Once you're two, you lose 98% of the enzyme lactate. That means that you can't process lactate the same. And so some of us just have different, we're all different and so different levels of it. But I promise that's why we all don't feel great if you have a ton. Plus, there's a flavonoid in cheese that has literally been proven scientifically to be addicting to humans. So when people say they're addicted to cheese, they are not lying, okay? They are not lying. Me, myself, I prefer cheddar, okay? I'm addicted to cheddar, aka the motherfucking money. Do I have it? No. So I'm just an addict with no cheddar. And you know what? Maybe that's why Toby isn't giving Jeff the love and affection that Jeff is desiring from his dog. (laughs) I love how it's usually the other way around. Like the dogs are giving way too much affection. But in this case, the dog's like, um, I've had enough of you, human. Peace out. But maybe he's just like, why would you let that bitch feed me cheese? Like, give me better snacks. I'm going to go sit out here and let you think about what you did. He gave you a timeout, Jeff. He's like, you sit in the living room and I'm going to go get some fresh air, okay? So that I don't freak the fuck out. Oh my God, I think I can speak dog. I am, I can work for Scary Sherry as the pet whisperer. Does Scary Sherry talk to pets? I have questions for you, Jeff. Okay, so really though, it is a problem for Jeff that Toby is not loving Jeff's love. Like Jeff just wants to kiss him and squeeze him and just like, he's so cute. And Toby understands how cute he is. He just does not want to be kissed. And I think that, Toby is trying to get on the cat's good side. And he's like, you know what? Since I've stepped into this mansion, this man has been obsessed with me and neglecting the kitties. Sorry, Jeff. I know you're not neglecting, but for the sake of the story, you are. So he's neglecting the kitties and I need those cats to be on my side because when everyone's gone from the house, I want someone to chase. I don't know. There's no mice in your house. Like, what do you have? You don't, you probably don't even have a dust bunny to be seen around there. Actually, with all the employees that haven't been showing up, who knows what the state of your union is at your house in terms of cleanliness. How do I get so off track? Jeff, can you send me one of your producers? I'll take Sam. (laughs) I'll take Sam. Ew, I hope they're all over 18. All right, whatever. I I didn't say anything weird. Okay, and I don't even know him. I think it's the mystery behind his voice that I'm, I'm curious we need to know more about. So anyways, um, Jeff, are you loving the cats enough is my question. And maybe instead of like, give Toby a break and go find them. And we know cats, like you just lay there next to them. You can't really kiss them unless they want to be kissed or you're like me and I do it anyways. And then they storm off in a fit of rage, just like Toby. I, we, all right, Jeff, it's just because we have so much love to give. So 
oh, damn, maybe we should just keep getting more pets. That's the answer. So Jeff leaves us with the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. Scott DM'd Megan. What? No. And then we come back and find out he did not DM Megan. He lashed the fuck out. Lashed out at our beloved Megan. Oh my, of all people. Oh my goodness. He said, you really are all mean, unhappy people. Oh, Scott, aren't we all? Aren't we all? You know what I say, Scott? Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Cue the Jill Zarin soundbite. Get a hobby, okay? Get a fucking hobby. What are you, t- what are, why are you texting Megan about this, okay? You know what? Scott and Gage should start a podcast. That can be your new hobby because you clearly have things to say. Just please don't take it out on Megan. My goodness. We love her and her perfect boobs. Okay. So Denise's drink of choice is tequila neat. Shane says it's a hot girl drink. I mean, I get what he's saying, but to me, a hot girl drink is more like vodka soda or some shit. I wouldn't know. I, (laughs) I'm not ordering a hot girl drink. I'm more like Denise, which I think tequila neat is a badass girl drink. Like that is badass. That's not a hot girl. That is a fucking badass bitch right there in the most respectful way. Queen Denise, okay? Um, but yeah, definitely hot girls like I'll do oh, it's it's fucking uh carcass out. It's Doree. It's I'll do a vodka soda with a carcass out. Um, and then Tom Schwartz is around the corner, like, where's the carcass? Give me the carcass. I need the carcass. That smell like shit. What was it? I can't even I want to know what he smelled like. Actually, I really don't. I really do not. Okay, so Denise did not even realize she didn't even know she was a hot girl. She could be hot girl or badass girl. She not or and hot girl and badass girl. Denise didn't realize she was hot till she got her braces off at 15 and signed with a modeling agency. But even then, she said she had insecurities, like didn't even realize she was so beautiful. Even now, like, you know, every basically saying that everybody has insecurities. And it was interesting because on Vanderpump Rules. Again, not spoiling anything. Ariana and Raquel talk about not feeling pretty too. And like how they are, they don't see themselves as being that gorgeous. And Raquel's like, we're prettier than we think. And Denise and Megan, like it was basically saying the same thing. We all have our insecurities. But that's what I'm saying, y'all. Like even if hot people have insecurities, then what's the point of wanting to be hot? If once you become hot, you're still going to be fucking insecure. Then why can't I just be happy being ugly? Oh, right. I am. I am. Jeff, I wish you were not. No, you're hot. You're hot. Oh, my God. I wish that you were okay with other people being okay. (laughs) being ugly. I hope I saved that. Okay. So, um, but like the uggos can admire the hotties. We can admire and appreciate their beautifulness and the hotties can admire the uggos personalities that we have carefully curated. Okay. Or they can use us to make themselves look even hotter. See, you win either way if you're ugg or hot. Okay. Either way, we all win. Now, Jeff breaks down a hypothetical situation for us, a.k.a. Stu allegedly turned off his iMessage notifications and is keeping his phone face down whenever he's around Jeff. Uh, not a great So Everyone, everyone in the room, like our heart just sank, you know, like it's just when it's over, that's the time you fall in love again. That's like when you know it's ending, that's when you hold on even tighter because you just don't want the fun to end. But I think the fun has stopped. So Jeff, you might not want to listen at what I'm about to say, but 
Um, well, first of all, Jeff said that Gage would leave his phone face down year 10, which we all know was the ending year. The time he was perhaps teeing for hypothetical D, and that's why his phone needed to be D down. So um, Tom Sandoval, by the way, only made it to year nine. So Gage made it one more year, but who's counting? And I'm so sorry, Ariana. That was so fucked. That was fucked. Okay, so Jeff, you know, if you have to even ask these hypothetical questions, I think, I think hypothetically, you already know the answer. If the person says, I didn't want distractions when I'm with you, so that's why my phone's down, and then every time you're looking at their phone and they get a notification, they swipe up wicked fast so you can't see it. Like, you do know right now that Stu was listening to the Jeff Lewis live show, immediately deleting his entire iCloud history, his recent everything, like everything is getting deleted, changed, all of that. But that's what I'm saying, Jeff. Like, you already know that you can't, trust fully and that's a horrible position to be in in a relationship when you can't fully trust and you keep on believing his words over actions when they never line up like he says he wants this relationship and by the way I'm sure that he does I'm sure he does genuinely want to be with Jeff but he also knows that he can't fully back that up with his actions okay Jeff first bless your soul for being so open about your life and sharing for all of our entertainment like I love you but you keep on talking about Stu like you're surprised at this suspicious behavior. I always say that the universe will send you the same lesson again and again, wrapped up in a different package until you finally want to learn it. But you have to make that choice. You have to be the one that's like, I don't want this cycle to continue in whatever form it is. And I'm ending it. And Jeff, I think that the lesson for you here that the universe is trying to teach you again and again is that people can say whatever they want. And you've learned that. That's why it's so important to watch their actions, watch what they actually do. And especially in relationships, you can look back in the beginning once you're out of it and see the pattern of the red flags and be like, I knew that this wasn't like, why didn't I listen to myself? Clearly, if I had this feeling in my stomach for like, there's something to it. And again, I told you guys about my first date before with the guy who invited me to dinner and then when I went to order food he said he already had dinner he was like I already ate and I'm like then why what why are we at and he had no real answer and I was so confused then and that was the red flag pattern that I ignored for four more months our entire theme was confusion I was so confused and in Jeff's case hypothetically speaking hypothetically of course once your boyfriend is texting his ex and saving his name as scam likely in the very beginning of your relationship like I think you forever know that the scam is not likely the scam is 100% certain. Boom. Folks, we are witnessing full scam mode here, and I am absolutely hating this for Jeff. Uh, Oh my gosh, you gotta be strong, man. Like, I know Stu's wicked cute, and I think you're convincing yourself that it's fun, like, where, but we have fun and whatever, but like, is it fun? Is it fun to constantly monitor someone's drinking or fun to think that they are lying to you all the time or feel like they're messaging other people behind your back? Like you clearly think these things for a reason, you know, it's not healthy. So I don't know why I'm turning into a preacher Patty over here, but it's just like, Jeff, two things can be true. Stu can genuinely love you and want to be with you. And he can also be running a full scam operation on the side. 
Okay. I'm so sorry. Toby, you better let Jeff kiss you tonight. No wonder he needs extra affection. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, everybody go shower Jeff with love. Go shower splash of sass with love and subscribe. Listen, tell your friends. We will be back tomorrow to recap more Jeff Lewis live. We love him and I love you. Bye. Splash, splash, splash.